Welcome to the Hometown Bluegrass Show weekly podcast presented by Allen Music Shop. Co-hosts Tim Batts and 20-time bluegrass guitar player of the year Josh Williams will talk about the latest bluegrass news, interview folks in the industry, and give you lighthearted stories and music tips along the way. Now, here's Tim and Josh. Hey, 20-time guitar player of the year, that's you. That's me. That's you, man. Is that you? It's not me. Yeah, it's it's... We have 20 together between the two of us. Yes, we do. Yeah. <laughs> Collectively. Collectively. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. How you doing, man? I'm all right. <laughs> <laughs> Should we tell the audience no. what happened? Okay. <laughs> no, we're not going to say anything about it. Oh, what happens uh, on the podcast stays on the podcast. So Yeah, that's you right. You know, that's yeah. right. So anyway, you had a good week? Yeah. Uh, other yeah. than today? Yeah. Other yeah. than today, you so had a really far? good week. Yeah, we warmed up finally, thank goodness. Yeah. So, I'm excited. You know it's sad when 37 degrees and 40 degrees is warm. Yeah. Hey, I actually had to turn my air conditioner on in my truck this afternoon. Did you really? Yes. It was 52 degrees or whatever outside, and I was burning up. And so, I actually turned on the air conditioner in my truck. Oh, wow. Anyway, but... Welcome, hey, to the Hometown Bluegrass Show. Here we are at Allen Music Shop, downtown Paducah, recording the Hometown Bluegrass Show. We got a great show lined up for you. Uh, we got special guests for you that's going to be here tonight. Uh, Mr. Jason McKendry is in the house, and he's going to be here, uh, giving all his awesome banjo knowledge and uh, bluegrass knowledge to us. And so we're excited to have him. And uh, so we're going to get going with everything, and uh, might. Uh, Play a little music. You never know what's going to happen. So, um, Josh sometimes even tells jokes. So I don't know if he's in the mood for that. Or yeah, not. I know that's yeah. that's going to be a rare occasion. I think <laughs> I'll save those for the really rare occasions. Oh, okay, all right. Well, those they went over pretty good. Um, I, I I want to tell you this. Um, when I got here to record tonight, the um, music store said that a guy from upstate New York heard our podcast, and he called the music store Allen music today or yesterday and said um hey i heard the podcast and i heard about you guys and um i live in upstate new york and he had wanted to order one of those picks from the wooden floor that we talked oh, about and cool. um he was just uh, he's a big tony rice fan All and right. fan of yours and and uh, was digging into bluegrass music and the tony rice style of playing and whatever nice. come across our podcast and I guess we have a fan. So. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So the store told you this. Yeah, the store told When I got here, the, they uh, they told me that uh, he called the counter. and. Oh, the people that work in the store told you this. Gotcha. Yeah, yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 And he uh, he called in to the store today. I thought maybe you were slipping a little bit. but No, no, no. So, well, that's a possibility. But, but anyway, it's just kind of good to know. That, that is cool. Uh, that is very know, cool. Our hard work is... Is reaching other people in other states. So, That's awesome. Know, so yeah, yeah, we didn't even mean to. I mean, and we I know, got them. I know. I just thought we were here having fun talking about yeah. bluegrass music. So uh, uh, excited about that. But That's uh, awesome. So anyway, um, uh, any news, uh, bluegrass news you can think of that's uh, that's come out lately? That uh, uh, what is the the winter bluegrass jubilee? Uh, I was reading about that on Bluegrass Today. Um, the 12th annual Winter Bluegrass Jubilee, where they raise money for the young Appalachian musicians. Have you ever heard um, of that or been a part of that? Or If I have, I'm not remembering it right off. Apparently that possible. was in, um, there go my glasses. in Pickens, South Carolina this past weekend, and they raised money 
for the young Appalachian musicians. And so anyway, I was just reading about that on Bluegrass Today and um, was not familiar with that organization. So, And where was it? Um, on Bluegrass Today. No, no, I mean, where where was the... Pickens, South Carolina. Pickens, yeah. South Carolina. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know if you'd heard anything about that. I had not. But... I had not heard that. Did we talk about Audi uh, last we, week? We did, yeah. Okay. We mentioned the I wanted to make sure we did. Like, it's still such a shock. Yeah, yeah, it really is. We lost so many people recently. It's just um, glad we don't have that to talk about this week. Yeah, so, yeah. For sure. So. Uh, our friend Rick Ferris, from, uh, he used to play uh, in Special Consensus for a long time, actually. Uh, he has been voted uh, into the Kansas Music Hall of Fame. So that's pretty cool. Wow, that's pretty big. Yeah, it is big. Has he been playing a long time? Uh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. 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 He's uh I know he's got that new song out where they remake the old Huey Lewis song, The Power of Love. Oh yeah. 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 So they yeah. remade that uh That's the power of love. Yeah, that's a good song. They made the bluegrass version out of you that. You know I got so. to record with Huey Lewis once. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. What did you record with him? I'm on a uh, John Cowan album with him. Really? Sure enough. Well. John put out an album, uh, however many years ago now it was, but it was his 60th birthday, so he put out an album called 60. And I think the idea was originally they were going to have um, a few people kind of guest in this one spot on the song, and they didn't exactly know who, so they kind of brought in everybody they could think of. But anyway, it's me and Huey Lewis and... and uh, uh, Gosh, I can't think of everybody else. Uh, John Jorgensen's on there. Um, J.D. Manus on there. I, I mean, it's well, a lot cool. of cool players are on there, man. Wow. And, yeah, so. And John Cowan. And John Cowan, <laughs> yeah. And somehow or another, I got on there. <laughs> I mean, I love your voice, but, man, John Cowan. Well, I'm not singing now, so that's all right. I know. Yeah, I'm so. just, I was just saying, but my well, goodness. Well, come to find out, um, John... Uh, plays now. He doesn't have his bluegrass band anymore. He plays uh, as a part of the Doobie Brothers now. Right, right. So, which he had done before, but he came back and now he's been with them full time for yeah a while now. But uh, they're one of the Doobie Brothers uh, by the name of uh, John McPhee. Uh, apparently, uh, the first time that I'm met those guys was at Merle Fest back in like 2011 maybe 2010 somewhere around there and uh, uh, John McPhee was you know he's one of the guitar players slash he plays steel he plays uh, fiddle on a lot of the stuff but um, apparently he's like a huge bluegrass fan and he loves Rhonda, loves Rhonda Vincent. And that's mm -hmm. how he knew who I was, was from a, a thing that I'd cut with Rhonda back in like 04 or something. And wow. uh, yeah, so he was the one that produced John's record. So they, they called me. Of course, John and I have known each other for many years, you know, mm -hmm. uh, since I was very young. So, mm -hmm. and he was really young too. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I was like, that was cool that I got to say, you know, I've played on a track with Huey Lewis. Well, heck yeah, no doubt. Well, I mean, John Cowan's probably one of the greatest voices to me. I just... It's he's hard, unbelievable. He's hard to beat. <laughs> yeah, and I heard that, I don't know if it's 100% true or not, but I had heard that his parents were opera singers. Really? Mm-hmm. 
Well, that explains his high voice, I guess. Maybe I don't know. Well, I'll say this: um, I have seen him uh, at eight o'clock in the morning wake up and sing just like John Cowan. So that that voice is. I think he drinks like two liters of water a day or something, and that's his secret. That's what keeps him being able to do it. Wow, it's crazy. So that's why I sing so bad because I drink nothing but Diet Mountain Dew. Yeah, that's well, yeah. <laughs> that's it. Probably not the best for you. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, <laughs> no doubt. Well, I I've, can't say much though. I drink ale eight. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that's cool, the Doobie Brothers. Well, I, speaking of that, I have been on this Marshall Tucker Band kick lately, just because I, I heard a bluegrass version of Fire on the Mountain. It's just one of my favorite songs, and uh, but. Uh, I was kind of digging into them today in that um, uh, Toy Caldwell that did most of their lead singing. Did you know he played? He never learned to play the guitar with a pick. He played with his thumb. He used his thumb like a pick. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't know if you knew that or not. I didn't know I just that, found but... that so interesting. And I started watching some videos of him. And he just does does this right here. like just And wow. plays fast, just like it's a pick, you know. But he only uses his thumb. Huh. I thought that was pretty now, cool. Now, who played flute in that band? Well, I can tell you, uh, not many bands have a flautist. <laughs> no, they didn't. <laughs> but, um, but yeah. Um, that did set them apart. It did. Um, it really did. Um, the old breath fiddle. Yeah, no doubt. Well, I can't, I can't remember his name. I I you said you could today. tell me. Well, I can, but I've got this trusty internet here, but it's uh, um, not going very fast. Well. Oh, here it is right here. Uh, Jerry Eubanks. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's who I thought it was. Yep. Well, I had no idea. Most but. known for being the saxophonist and flautist for the Marshall Tucker Band. There His you go. flute and sax solos were signature of the band. And Eubanks left Marshall Tucker Band in 1996, outlasting most of the surviving original members. Wow. So, yep. Jerry Eubanks. Now, Marshall and Tucker were two last names, right? No, I was, learned that today, actually. Was that a dude's name? Was Marshall Tucker? So they had a vin- or a um, old warehouse that they practiced in. And also renting that space was a man who tuned pianos mm-hmm. and he was born blind and his name was marshall tucker this oh. guy was and so this guy was born blind but he had perfect pitch and so he actually tuned pianos for uh liberace and um, lawrence welk and he was a really well-known piano tuner and he's rented the same space that he didn't even know they practiced in this place and so they would come in at night and the owner would give them a key and on the key tag it said Marshall Tucker, because that was the the guy had it during the day, and they would practice at night. And so they were trying to come up with a name, and Toy Caldwell was the original member and did most of the lead singing. They started calling themselves the Toy Factory, and that wasn't going good. (laughs) And and so uh, they they said, we're going to decide on a name. And um, finally, one of them said, had the key in his hand, said, let's just call ourselves the Marshall Tucker Band. Now I'm hungry. Let's go eat. <laughs> and that's how the name came that's about. funny. I just learned that today, actually. I'll be yeah. Did you hear it in a love song? Or did I heard you... it in a love song. Oh, yeah, I actually thought. did. Yeah. Can't you see? Because they were Fire on the Mountain. I also oh, learned yes. Fire on the Mountain was written for Charlie Daniels because he had just come out with an album um, called Fire on the Mountain, but Charlie didn't want to record the song. He didn't like it, so they recorded it. 
uh, themselves, and it became a big hit for him. Hmm. And Charlie actually played the fiddle on the original recording. I wonder why he didn't like it. I don't know. Because he said it, it wasn't was... fitting his uh, the album he was put together. It just wasn't um, going with the. Had he already used the fire on the mountain? Well, the boys run. It was in the devil went or uh, yeah, fire devil... on the mountain run. Yeah, yeah, devil went down, devil down, went down Georgia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, you know, I don't know if that came first or not. I don't know. That might be some good trivia to figure out. Oh, so, yeah. But um, anyway, you guys can write us and let us know. Um, so um, we have rambled on about some really interesting stuff that really doesn't have anything to do with bluegrass music. But well, isn't it cool how they compare, though? I mean, I love the how some genres can overlap with each other. And Dude, good music is good music. It is. Period. It really is. And and it just means so much regardless. So, But I'm really on an old Lonesome River Band kick lately, like How Dan old? Tominsky days. Ah, there you go. And I'm really on an old Marshall Tucker Band kick lately. That's <laughs> my two things I'm really diving into. Well, those now. are two but, good things, But man. Ronnie Bowman and Dan Tominsky days, and, and it's like, nice. oh, man. Did you hear the the days before that when Jerry McMillan was still in the band before Ronnie joined? No, it would have been uh, uh, would have been uh, Dale Perry was playing banjo uh, before Sammy came along. Uh, oh, okay. So I thought Sammy was one of the founding members. But he wasn't. No. no. Okay. No, he was not. So who was the guitar player in Lonesome River Band when it was Sammy, Tim, Ronnie, and Dan Tominsky? Tim uh, Tim Austin. Tim Austin. Okay. It was his band. Oh, okay. He was the only one of the original four that stuck with it. So. Oh, okay. I got you. And supposedly he was on the road with somebody else doing sound or something and uh, told the guys that one of these days I'm going to have my own band and I'm going to call it the Lonesome River Band. And everybody was just laughing at him. <laughs> so I don't know. Well, there you go. What's he doing now? Uh, he's running sound as still, you know, I mean, he's he's great sound guy. I mm-hmm. mean, I know he ran for Skaggs for a while. I don't know who he's running for now, but a uh, great sound guy. He was a studio guy, you know. I mean, he had his own studio up there in Virginia for the longest time. Short dude, wasn't he? Little bitty guy. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I saw him on a video, an old video. But his rhythm playing was unfreaking believable. Was it? Yes, yes. He was to me one of the best bluegrass rhythm players there was. Yeah, you know. Is. Cool. It was interesting. There was just four of them, you know, because so mm-hmm. many bands had five members, you know. But a lot of music coming out of the four people. Sure was. It's like the first time I saw, uh, oh, uh, Double Trouble. They had three guys, and that's a lot of music coming out of there. Of course, <laughs> you know what's his name, the guitar player. Yeah, I cannot believe I'm blanking on his name. What is his name? Oh, man, people need to be calling me and, like, being upset that I'm doing this. Stevie, Stevie Ray Vaughan. Vaughan. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, yeah, I can't believe I couldn't think of that name. Yeah, no doubt. I had to Google it myself, so. But, yeah, I think he was he was a fairly good guitar player, wasn't he, from what I heard? <laughs> yeah, he's pretty good. He's pretty good. Oh, man. Well, great news. Uh, that's a lot of good things going on in the bluegrass world. We're still, um, this is, um, where are we, late January now when we're recording this. And um, so it's still cold. Lots of uh, 
good festivals coming up. and uh, Spigma weekend's coming Spigma's up. Spigma's coming up this weekend in Nashville. Uh, by the time you hear this, it may be over, uh, but um, um, I will be there um, and uh, going to check it out. And we'll see how it goes. We'll come back and report on uh, what all's happening at the Spigma. So, all right. Well, we're going to take a quick break here. We've got Jason McKendry in the house with us, and uh, so we're going to talk some more shop, talk some banjer, and um, and see what uh, Jason can enlighten us with. So we'll be right back after these messages from our great sponsors. You're listening to the Hometown Bluegrass Show, brought to you by allenmusicshop.com. Dot com. Located in historic downtown Paducah, Kentucky, is your source for fine guitars and all types of acoustic instruments. At Allen Music, we are experienced and enthusiastic players of everything we offer. Allen Music is family-owned and has been serving musicians since 1976. So stop by and thank them for supporting bluegrass music. Allen Music, 215 Kentucky Avenue, downtown Paducah, or check them out online at allenmusicshop.com. Custom Automotive in Calvert City, Kentucky has been a family-operated business for over 50 years. When you call Custom Automotive, you'll talk to an experienced tire and wheel expert. They install wheels and tires on thousands of vehicles every year in addition to their online sales. Stop by and thank them for supporting bluegrass music. Custom Automotive, Highway 62, Calvert City, Kentucky, 270-395-7611. Or visit them online at customautoonline.com. The Lake House Inn at Sled Creek has undergone complete renovation in 2023. Our outdoor space is unlike any other at Kentucky Lake. With two in-ground pools, 18 rooms, and four cabins, we're just a stone's throw away from Kentucky Dam. If you're looking to make memories with your family, this nostalgic inn is for you. Welcome to your lake house where modern meets rustic and becomes home. Reserve online at lakehouseinn.com. All right, thanks so much to our great sponsors for helping keep bluegrass music alive and well all across the nation. And uh, we do appreciate Allen Music Shop for letting us record here. We are, uh, just to set the, the tone for you, we're here in Allen Music Shop, um, downtown Paducah, Kentucky, on the riverfront. If you've never been to Paducah, it's a cool place. Uh, great place to shop. They've got hundreds and hundreds of guitars and any kind of music equipment you can imagine. Um, our very own Josh Williams teaches guitar lessons here. So if you uh, would like to uh, learn more about playing a guitar, you can uh, call up Allen Music Shop and uh, uh, schedule him. You got openings, Josh? Do you know? Yeah, always. Uh, always openings, Always, huh? yeah. You, you got to sleep at some point, so, you know. yeah. Yeah, that's but, true. So no but, openings. Now that yeah. you now, <laughs> no, now that you've come off the road from playing so much, you get a lot more sleep now. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, now I got way more sleep on the road, man. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah. Because all I had to do is go back here and crawl on a bunk on the bus. And oh, I could sleep you got till kids, showtime. Kids to yeah. raise and yeah. a job to work. And yep, yep, yep. Yeah, I understand. Well, here, here's a little bit of uh, news that apparently we missed. I, I found this on bluegrasstoday.com. All but, right. Uh, 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 bluegrass to me. That's bluegrass to me. It's the name of. Is that a recording or is that a song? But apparently, it's a. Um, do you remember Billy Gilman? Mm-mm. So, uh, in the '90s, he was like this really young kid that sang. And he had a couple of hits. Uh, 
like I say, it was early '90s. But uh, I guess he is a, uh, a bluegrass convert and uh, has written a song. Has he wrote it? A song he wrote? Yeah, yeah, yeah. About the icons of, of bluegrass, and he calls it "That's Bluegrass to Me." And I guess Rhonda Vincent is with him on it. So, well, that's cool. Yeah, that is cool. The old boss out there. Yeah. Helping that youngin's career, you know. There you go. Do a little bluegrass music. Yeah. Do you miss being on the road? I do. Do yeah. you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you got a new band though coming coming out. You guys have kind of kicked off a little uh, Southern Legacy. Yes. Yeah. Tell tell them about what's happening with Southern Legacy. Well, uh, we are playing the the summer. Well, I say summer. We're playing all year. I guess this year we're starting off uh, uh, in. Uh, Asheville, North Carolina at Bluegrass First Class. And uh, we're going to West Virginia, to uh, Eastern Kentucky. Um, without looking, I, I don't know exactly where all we're going to be, but yeah. we've got, got quite, quite a bit of yeah, bookings. I, I saw that. So uh, it's you, Don Rigsby. Don Rigsby. Ron and Block. Ron Block, yeah. And uh, Mike Anglin's playing bass. And uh, Steve Thomas is actually our fiddle player, and, mm. and uh, we're going into the studio. We've already been once, and we're going back in here in a couple of weeks. So mm-hmm. excited about that! Well, that's awesome, man. Well, can they find out more about you? Y'all have a Facebook page or a website? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah. I don't know any of that stuff, but <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, there is a Facebook page for uh, Southern Legacy. I have to get Mike in here. He'll tell you because he know, he and his wife Teresa have done it all. Uh, I got you. And there is a uh, uh, website in the works okay, too. Okay, cool. So, uh, well, just uh, Google, look them up on Facebook, Southern Legacy. I do know that it's not southernlegacy.com because I looked that up the other day, and that's like a furniture place or something. Oh, so okay. That is not <laughs> us. Not y'all. Um. Well, we'll try to keep you posted as what's going on with all that good stuff. Speaking of playing and um, on the road and all that good stuff, we have a guy here tonight that you spent a few minutes playing with over your lifetime, Mr. Jason McKendry. Mm-hmm. So, how you doing, Jason? Doing great. Good awesome, to be here, man. guys. Thank you so much for being here. We appreciate you uh, putting up with us so far, and uh, we can finally bring some normalcy and some <laughs> education to the show. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, man, he teaches math. At I know, Murray State yeah. University. Not only math, it's like fancy math. Yeah. So tell tell us I, about your day job. Yeah. Jason. So I I told Tim when he when he asked me to be on here with us, I said I feel more qualified to talk about math than bluegrass and banjos. <laughs> but um, yeah, he used a big al- word though, like trigonometry, trigonometry, algebra. Yeah. I could talk about the quad quadratic formula. That's if you the word. To hear about I, that. Yeah. I don't, yeah. Yeah. Uh, quad yeah. or something. That'll really boost your ratings. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, make me feel like more of an idiot. Throw a little calculus in there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, Jason is here. Jason and Josh, y'all went to high school together, right? Right. From we Marsh, did, yeah. Marshall County yeah. High School. Mm-hmm. And uh, y'all graduated in maybe mm-hmm. yeah. 99. We were yeah. the last uh, yeah. the last class of the millennium. Oh, okay. Yeah. We actually had two classes together in all of high school yeah you, you remember what years. they were i remember we had uh math history with u.s with, history with yep. morgue yep um i don't remember the other one you really it? don't no what, what, oh guitar the we had guitar, guitar class <laughs> wow yeah we did we had guitar class yeah. well, we were the our senior year it was the first year that marshall county decided to do a uh um guitar class well, so that's cool yeah <laughs> 
Not so many high we, schools do that. Mm, no, yeah. not many. And so, of course, not, you know, I hired up. Not, not, <laughs> as soon as I saw it, I'm like, I got to take that. Heck you know? yeah. No Josh way. was basically the teacher. <laughs> well, yeah, I ended up showing Danny the the Danny Davis, who was actually the teacher, uh, how to do a few things so that way he could actually <laughs> test other people. Yeah. Um, so at but, this point, you're already pretty proficient on guitar as a senior in high oh, school. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So, but yeah, it was fun. It was yeah, fun. I'll it bet. was a very easy class. Did you get an A? I did. Yeah, I did. Jason, yeah. remember what I th- you got? I think I got an A. Did yeah. you? Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's funny too that uh, our class night. Um, so like graduation, the night or two mm-hmm. before graduation, um, I played electric guitar with the jazz band at class night and, and you played banjo, <laughs> um, Bela Fleck song, you know, yeah. you, I think you also play guitar for somebody, I did. right? I played so you John Thompson, up, right? Yeah. So that's kind of interesting too. I, I wasn't anywhere near a banjo at that point point in my life but that came along later that's why i was about to ask you so what so you started playing your first instrument was a guitar yeah um so my dad is a guitar player and he learned to play guitar from his mom and that's kind of passed down and i um just kind of learned a few things from him Mm -hmm. just guitar chords and stuff never really became much of a lead guitar player but um somehow got drafted by the jazz band to play electric guitar or it was play that funky music white boy oh yeah, yeah, yeah. cool wow <laughs> yeah that's cool weird yeah um but but yeah i only started playing banjo um after graduating high school i guess i had uh, my mom and dad bought me a banjo um mid 90s and I, it was just like totally foreign to me like never made any sense yeah until like think really what happened was my brother justin he kind of like threatened to start learning to play banjo i was like no no there's no, that's no way mine. that's not happening <laughs> so i got a little more serious about so, it so speaking of that you have a you guys have like a family bluegrass band how many how long have y'all been doing that the mckendry's uh shoot um probably well josh produced our first album that we recorded which would have been I think around 2001, 2002, yeah, 2003, like along in there. And um, that was like when we were first kind of getting into mm-hmm. it. So, yeah. It's, well, then it was your mom, and your mom was singing too, right? No, she she, she never she never was um, Just, uh, a part of the band in that capacity. Gotcha. She was kind of our, our leader in other ways, I You're guess. Right. But, um, so it was your dad, your dad, sister? sister, brother, and uh, we had... Um, Danny Orwin actually played bass with us initially and then Ron Barnett for several years. Yeah. But we're still doing stuff today with uh, my wife, Carolyn, playing bass. And, mm-hmm. Yep. Well, that's awesome. Well, um, so, but you're also kind of uh, dabbling into maybe starting another band. I know you guys have played at the Kentucky Opry. Um, yep. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So there's, there's always stuff like that going on in the works, I think. Um, for me, anyway, I, I just, you know, I would I would like to be playing more than I do, and it's kind of one of those things where the, like, family's just so busy. Everybody's got kids mm-hmm. to raise, and it we used to play a lot more than we did, but mm-hmm. it's just kind of comes and goes in waves for us now. I think we we still do stuff fairly often, but um, yeah. So I've started playing a little bit with some guys um, in a group called Fifth Degree, and we. Yeah, we've only played one show so far, but we've we've gotten together a couple times to pick a little bit, and it's just 
fun group of guys to hang out with and mm-hmm. play with. Tim Dishman and Nick Collier and Greg Blaylock and Mason Nolan and myself. Yeah. Well, I was there the one time he played at the Kentucky Opry for our Jackson Purchase Friends of Bluegrass Night. It was very, very good. So uh, Thank you. I'm sure you guys will keep going and have a lot of fun with that. I'm so. curious on where the name came from. Yeah, me too. I don't really know. Um, I feel like somebody just, we've got a group chat and somebody suggested it. Saw it on a keychain like <laughs> Marshall Tucker. I'm made. not sure. We, we've actually <laughs> found a group that I think goes by. The name is like some kind of like... Mexican Spanish music kind of that's fifth degree. <laughs> it's like, oh, that might be an issue, but yeah. I don't think we're going to be playing any of the same Cinco festivals. Degree. <laughs> I, I, I've, I've actually found some different bands that have used several names that I've used yeah. in the past and, and even currently, so, so yeah, I don't think it matters. How did y'all come up with Southern Legacy? Uh, actually, Don and I came up with that name. We were just we had been thinking about it for a, a while and. We just got to brainstorm and stuff. Mm-hmm. And Don really wanted to use the, the name or the word legacy in in the name somewhere. And we bounced off different things like, you know, uh, new legacy, uh, traditional legacy, uh, bluegrass legacy, all kinds of different stuff. And then I can't remember. I think I might have thrown out Southern and he just really, we both really liked the mm-hmm. way that that felt with yeah. the two together. And uh, but like I say, I've found several Southern Legacy things online, so I don't know if that's like a current band or if it's a uh, what it is. But we fixing to take it. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we got the uh, uh, we're getting it trademarked. So oh wow, y'all yeah. going all out? Oh yeah, yeah, man. Is so, it Southern Legacy Bluegrass Band, or is it just Southern Legacy? Or I don't. How does that work? It's, it's just the name itself. Is just going to be Southern Legacy. I got you. Period. You know. Okay. But uh, um, now, as far as doing a website or something like that, it could be Southern Legacy Band. Right. Uh, the I don't know. It could yeah. be anything. So I've always found it interesting how bands choose their names. You know, like yeah, like how did you come up with the Josh Williams Band? Yeah, yeah that was uh, how long did that take? I really that took me a long time because I. <laughs> I really was just sitting like, what could I really come up with that would really say what this is doing? And you, you looked know? in the mirror and said, Joshua, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and, and initially, before I had hired anybody, I was like, what's what's the best thing about this band right now? <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, my Lord. I'm just kidding. That didn't happen. But uh, actually, uh, I'd, we, I'd, I don't know. I just came up with that just because I didn't want to think of anything else. And... There was a lot of people that had already booked me, and I would get friends to come hang out, or, or uh, a lot of times the the Rage, Rhonda's band, would back me up on stuff, and that's just what they called it. So it's like, mm-hmm. eh, it's already kind of easy. It's already there, so. Yeah. I know there was also kind of talks. I may be wrong remembering it incorrectly, but, like, there were talks early on about, like, you using, like, the uh, new tradition name, right? Yeah, we, we yeah. talked about that kind of early on. Yeah, uh, uh, in fact, the guys in the band New Tradition had even suggested they okay that it, yeah. they they said that if I wanted to, I was welcome to. Um, but uh, they're actually doing shows mm-hmm. again. Yep. They're uh, uh, doing, I guess you can call them reunion shows, but mm-hmm. uh, they're playing a little bit now again. So mm-hmm. that's kind of cool. That is cool. And I guess Richie Dotson is the one playing banjo, so that's really cool. Yeah. So you guys played together a lot in the Josh Williams band. We did, right? yes. We yep. we traveled many a road together. Yeah. 
you were on several couple of his recordings. Modern Day Man, I think you were on, on several of those songs. Yep. And I ended up on a few tracks. Yeah. It's yeah, so that that's started as a band recording mm-hmm. and then the band, you know, ended around twenty twelve. We'd started when when we start recording that album twenty eleven and then mm-hmm. maybe something like yeah. that or twenty ten. And um, by the time it was getting completed, um, the band was done, so it kind of turned back into a solo thing. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I was on, uh, I don't know, five or six cuts of the album. He's on the good majority of it, yeah. When he heard our intro song, which is Mordecai, the song, Jason was like, hey, I played banjo on that yeah, song. Yeah, that is so, Jason playing. Yeah, he said, I recognize that. So, uh, <laughs> anyway, that's a great song. Who wrote Mordecai? Who wrote that song? Mark Matthewson from up around, uh, I think he's from somewhere around uh, uh, Johnston City, I think, uh, Illinois. Mm-hmm. How'd you get a hold of it? Don. Don Rigsby was the one that found it, and he he produced my first two solo records for Pinecastle. Oh, okay. And uh, um, that was, he found that one for the second. So oh, okay. technically on this album, on Modern Day Man, it's been re-recorded. So I've already recorded it once by that point. I got you. Okay. But it's uh it's different. It's a much different feel. Uh the one that that is most recent is definitely more like the way that we were doing it most of the time anyway. So Right. Um but yeah, really cool song. And I was really nervous about that song because I was afraid it was going to be um offensive, you know? Oh, to, to the Jewish, Jewish community, yeah. uh, community, but uh um everybody that I've have come in contact with of the Jewish faith loves that song. They mm-hmm. they, they are the ones in fact uh uh the video with the bird mm-hmm. uh Ted Lehman is uh he although not practicing he was brought up Jewish and uh he was the one that actually wanted to see wanted to get a video of that song cuz he hadn't done it yet oh. cuz he had a lot of friends around upper New York where he wanted to you know show people oh, and let them okay. hear the song. And uh, yeah, just something about it. Whenever, whenever that song started, man, and uh, yeah, <laughs> just brings the birds from it, the ceiling. It, man, it? <laughs> it did. It did. I told Tim this earlier that um, in all the time we played from 2008 to 2012, I think I missed about five shows, maybe, maybe. maybe. And that was one of them. Yeah, yeah that was one of them. Yeah, if you don't know we what we're Obama. talking about, we had. Uh, Josh, uh, Ted Lehman video, Josh, uh, the Williams band playing, and they were singing Mordecai. And where were you at? North Carolina? Somewhere? Denton, North Denton, Carolina. North Carolina. At the Dole Lawson Bluegrass. Uh, Jason couldn't be there, so they found this old scrubby banjo player, Terry Bauckham, <laughs> and he's playing banjo. And Josh takes off on the song Mordecai, and a baby bird flies down out of the ceiling, lands on Josh's guitar strap, just and, hangs out. and just hangs out. And Josh yeah. stops playing and just sings to the bird. Crowd loves it, and it's got like, million or two views on youtube so uh yeah. anyway go check it out just <clears throat> type in josh williams mordecai bird or something yeah. and it'll come up on youtube it but used it's really to be cool. the first thing that would come up whenever you typed in my name but yeah uh well it has a lot of views uh a whole lot as a matter of fact we can uh we can and uh, if i could anyway. just say real quick um what a thrill it was for me to have like josh get somebody like terry bockham to fill in for yeah, me yeah no amazing like to you know, of all the all the so shows that I did have to miss, um, I think it was 
Terry on a couple of them. Robbie Boone maybe on yeah. Robbie one Boone or two. played one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Jason Davis maybe played the Mac one year. Yeah. It's like, man, I don't know why you guys ever wanted me back after any of this. Yeah, that video is, is up to 2.6 million views. Well, so. good. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So I have to have to check that out. Um, I do want to say real quick, um, I um, you know how Spotify uh, just kind of plays random songs sometimes, and I had played obviously some of your songs and. Your first album came out from 2001. Like, see, look at this picture. Isn't that like, I mean, this is just, that's sexy right there. So Josh is like 19 or 20 years old here. This is 2001, yeah. his debut album with Pinecastle Records, Now That You're Gone. Man, your picture, right? That, it, eye, yeah, it's... it's an actually, eye for an eye. Wow. That's a cool song. I mean, that's a cool I song. never heard that song until like a week ago. And I was just blown away. Yeah, Kim Fox wrote that. Man, what a great, great song! What a man. great song! And Aubrey's fiddle break makes it too. You know, yeah. he's just yeah, yeah. But really cool song. Now that you're gone is probably my favorite song on there. Um, really? Yeah, not mine. Is it not? <laughs> I really like that song. It's yeah. a good song, I don't care much for that song. Yeah, I wrote that, so oh. I don't like that. Yeah, it's the first song yeah, I, I don't ever wrote. Like it now, is it yeah. really? Yeah. Now that you're gone. Mm-hmm. Well, that's cool. That's sure really, enough. I don't even want to talk about the first There's song I ever Scotty Henson song on that one, too. You were talking about Scotty earlier. Oh, yeah. 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 Did you take lessons from Scotty, too? Yep. Did you? Um, I wasn't very smart early on because I, I probably tried to play banjo for about a year before I ended up taking some lessons from Scotty. But I think I, I maybe was kind of stubborn initially, you know. But, like, back then there wasn't youtube and stuff i was doing like so many things the wrong way you know and uh um when i finally took lessons from scotty probably for about a year i don't know nine nine months to a year i I should have done it longer probably but um yeah he he helped me out a whole lot corrected me on a lot of things that i was not doing the right (laughs) way so um i know a lot of people in this area knew scotty and stuff but i don't know how many people actually knew how good of a banjo oh, yeah. player he yeah. really was he for the scrug like, style that's what i was gonna yeah. say he played like earl scruggs he mm-hmm. played just like earl scruggs for a long time um by the time that i started taking from him uh arthritis was setting in you yeah. know mm-hmm. and uh, uh i'm sure by the time jason was taken oh, yeah. from him he wasn't able to play hardly at all mm-hmm. but um yeah when i was uh first started taking from scotty uh Kentucky Opry had just moved out into the the building they're in now mm-hmm. um, from the Quonset Hut, and um, I got to sit front row uh, and watch Scotty play on the mm-hmm. show. Man, he played great. Mm-hmm. That's the first time I ever saw him was on stage there. And Speaking of which, we uh, Jason uh, McKendry and Josh and myself serve on the board. Uh, give a little plug to the Jackson Purchase Friends of Bluegrass. Uh, we are an organization in Western Kentucky here that help promote and push bluegrass music to the Western Kentucky area in the Kentucky Lake region in Marshall County and McCracken County and beyond. And so uh, we have a free bluegrass night the first Friday of every month at the Kentucky Opry, 88 Chilton Lane, Benton, Kentucky. So if you get a chance, you're in the area visiting the lakes area, uh, you can come stay at the Lake House Inn, which is one of our sponsors, but you can come stay. Uh, see our free show. We have a different band every month, and uh, it's always a good time. So um, just giving a little plug for that. Um, 
we don't charge admission. We just pass the hats and uh, have a good time with that. So well, we're going to take a quick break, one more commercial break, and then when we come back, we're going to make Jason play the banjo. So uh, hopefully he can get it tuned up in yeah. 90 seconds. We'll <laughs> so we'll be right back That'll with the Hometown Bluegrass Show. <laughs> For over 50 years, Puckett's Jewelry in Benton, Kentucky has been a trusted choice for fine jewelry that will last a lifetime and help you celebrate life's most precious moments. The new owners, Bart and Hannah Lewis, are excited to continue the Puckett's Jewelry legacy in Marshall County and are proud to support bluegrass music. Puckett's Jewelry on the square in Benton, Kentucky. Visit them online at PucketsJewelry.com. Bats Creative Audio is not just a DJ service. We can provide audio for your event, either with live sound, live band, or singers. We do weddings, parties, reunions, festivals, and most any event that needs fun, entertaining music. We are prompt, professional, and have many years of experience in the wedding business. So whether it's your special day or you just want to make your party more fun, give Tim Bats a call at 270-217-2119. The Duck Blind, located in Barlow, Kentucky, is your neighborhood restaurant, bar, and grill. Stop by and try their burgers, the shotgun fixings, the greenhead taco salad, or the pintail pizza. They also are a full-service spirit store with a drive-thru. It's a great family atmosphere with live music on the back patio. The Duck Blind Bar and Grill in Barlow, Kentucky. For over 50 years, Puckett's Jewelry in Benton, Kentucky has been a trusted choice for fine jewelry that will last a lifetime and help you celebrate life's most precious moments. The new owners, Bart and Hannah Lewis, are excited to continue the Puckett's Jewelry legacy in Marshall County and are proud to support bluegrass music. Puckett's Jewelry on the square in Benton, Kentucky. Visit them online at PucketsJewelry.com. All right, welcome back to the Hometown Bluegrass Show. I'm your host, Tim Batts, and I'm here with Mr. Josh Williams and Jason McKendry, two bluegrass legends in their own <laughs> minds right here, folks. And they are going to uh, wow you with their skills. We went and grabbed a, a Martin uh, D28 off the wall here at Allen Music, and um, so Josh has that in his hands, beautiful amber tone uh, Martin. And uh, tell us about your, or uh, is that what it's called? No, I think the Amber Tone's a different guitar. Oh. This is just a, uh, uh, what do they call it, a shaded top. Oh, okay. D- uh, D28. Gotcha. Well, it's pretty. Well, it should it be is. an Amber Tone. That would be a really, yeah. Yep. I don't know. Um, tell us about your banjo, Jason. This is a Hatfield Buck Creek uh, banjo built Buck by... Creek. Buck Buck, 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 Buck Creek. Creek, built by Arthur Hatfield from Glasgow, Kentucky. I got this around 2010, I believe, when I was playing with Josh, and uh, pretty well the only banjo I have these days. Um, Carolyn made me sell all the other ones. Really? <laughs> no, oh. no, not really. Right. We're say. minimalists, so yeah. Yeah. So one banjo is all you need. One, one, yeah. It's <laughs> I, I don't know what to do with this one, so I don't know what I would do with <laughs> more. So there you go. Well, any um, 
if you if you had a new banjo player that said, I want to learn to play the banjo, what's one little basic tip that you would tell somebody who just want to start out playing the banjo? Oh man, that's a great question. Don't <laughs> run. <laughs> Don't run away. That's what Josh would say. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I I think probably the best advice, which I maybe didn't follow very well, would be to you know go back to the the early like Earl Scruggs. Um, you, know, you can't go wrong learning from him. Mm-hmm. And uh, for me, like I I did that, but I probably didn't do it enough early on. But I I got really into JD Crow's music um, just because. I mean that was kind of the style, awesome. <laughs> the style that I loved, and um, yeah, I, I mean, obviously he he uh, studied Scruggs very closely too. So I mean, I, again, like I don't I don't think you can go wrong with studying the guys who studied Scruggs as well. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean that would that would be maybe the. So in this world of YouTube and the internet and all that, I mean, is it really easy to play the banjo just by watching YouTube videos? I mean. I've never even tried to play the banjo, so I don't know how hard it is. But, I mean, is it obviously best to take a lesson from somebody, you know? I don't know. I mean, I guess there's guys that have done it, like learn from videos and mm-hmm. whatnot. Um, I don't know if if the in-person lesson way is maybe more desirable. Or, mm-hmm. I don't know. But, um, yeah, I mean, for me, like, I was, I've got pictures of me at home, like, when I first got a banjo, like this K banjo, that I do still have that one, the one I started out on. But I've got pictures of me with my finger picks turned around the wrong way just because I didn't know any better, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like I didn't have anybody. To, I can dig in better know, this way. It was like, yeah, I didn't have a clue what I was doing. So, yeah. hey, mom, look how far I can pull this string. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, but yeah, there's definitely a lot of resources out there now to learn from. Yeah, absolutely. which is good. Well, give us a little uh, sample of uh, uh, some kind oh, of man. J.D. Crow uh, roll or something. Uh, um, J.D. Crow roll. J.D. Crow roll. <laughs> Kick it, Crow. Um, uh, while you're thinking about that, here's a funny story from uh, the Bluegrass in the Bluegrass Festival two or three years ago. No, probably been four years ago when I had it at Lexington in the Colonial or the hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, uh the old holiday. Yeah, J.D. Crow was there, and um, this guy from Eastern Kentucky was there, and his wife sat in front of us, and they had had several beverages, and he had on overalls. She was a real pretty lady. He was quite not the looker, and so they just looked like this odd couple. Like, you know, how, why do they go together? She's really pretty. He's really not, <laughs> and he was really drunk, and so she starts loving on him and hugging on him, you know, and... Uh, and uh, getting all frisky or whatever, <clears throat> and he turns to her and says, "Not now, baby. JD Crow is playing." <laughs> oh, I mean, <laughs> it's the funniest thing I've ever seen. Oh my lord! Oh, well, that was, needs to be on a T-shirt or no, something. <laughs> it's like, not now, honey. JD Crow is playing. Exactly. Oh man. But anyway, the things you see and hear at Bluegrass Festivals. You know a, a tune of crows that we could do, or uh, yeah, we could probably try something. Um, 
Um, what if we did a, doesn't have to be a super fast version of the Blackjack. Um, it's always been like my, like my favorite crow. And of course, played that a, a ton with Josh on the road. But I don't know, there's uh, something about that song that just always has been, um, I don't know, just like the like quintessential <laughs> banjo tune for me. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, he originally cut this in C. Yeah, yeah. It was originally cut in, in on the capoed way up on the fifth fret. Yeah, it played in C, but he never carried a fifth fret capo. Yeah. So by the time you know they could make it to stage, he'd be in B. That's as far as up as his capo would go. <laughs> so that's just where he started playing it. Yeah. Uh, I was gonna tell a funny story about that. Um, so when right before Ivy was born, we had gone to one of her um, one of Carolyn's ultrasound appointments. Um, see the baby, you know, see Ivy. <laughs> and um, we had nice. um, got to hear the heartbeat, you know, and it's and it's beating it like right at one, 176 <laughs> beats per minute, right around there. And uh, I, I said to Carolyn, I don't know if it was in the appointment or later, I was like, that's like, that's like almost exactly the beats per minute of Blackjack for Crow originally <laughs> recorded. So like for for several weeks or months um, before she was born, we kind of like jokingly referred to her as, as Blackjack. As Black and stuff. And I think a lot of people were worried we were actually going to call her Blackjack <laughs> when she was born. But That's funny. Yeah. That's hilarious. Um, should we do it in G? Is sure. that a, is yeah, that a, is that a sin to do it in G? No. No. Uh, Let's do a little bit of it. We don't want to. I don't know if I need to move this mic or not. We good? We good. We won't do it super fast. Thank you. Shabby. Yeah, well, a little black Too guy. shabby. If Crow were here, he would say, 
That was close. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Well, I bet Carolyn's glad you didn't name your daughter yeah, Blackjack. Yeah. That still would have been cool. Ivy yeah, still would have been cool. Nice yeah. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, Jason, thank you so much for being here, man. Uh, yep. It's been a lot of fun, a lot of blast, uh, a lot of great times you guys have had over the years. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So. We had... We had <laughs> We had a lot of great times on the road, and the the, the times that we were out, man, it was uh, a lot of fun. Once we got Nick in the band, Nick. Uh, oh, I thought you said once we got naked in the band. No, no. Like, well, what? I mean, uh, yeah. So uh, once Nick joined, uh, uh, it was a lot of fun. We yeah. had a young fella by the name of Nick uh, Keen, Keen uh, from North Carolina. And he's young too, man. Like he was like. 18 yeah. when he started playing yeah. with us or something like that. I mean, but he was, he fit right in with us, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> so you, I remember we were out, where were we? We were in uh, Arizona or, no, 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 uh, uh, Colorado, Washington State, somewhere. Mm-hmm. I think it was Washington mm-hmm. State. Washington State, yeah. Man, we uh, we decided to get out <laughs> on some bicycles. We rented some mountain bikes. Oh. And, uh uh, I remember I didn't even bring tennis shoes, so I'm out there in like Wranglers and a pair of boots riding a bicycle. And man, uh, we had Randy Barnes was playing bass with us at the time, and and Randy took a spill, and it was I mean we were moving too, yeah. like it was a it was a pretty hefty spill. We were worried about him there for a little while. Yeah, yeah. Didn't think what, he'd be able to play again? I didn't know if he's going to be all right. I didn't know if he's going to be able to get up. Like I mean he oh, he hit hard and. Uh, I just remember Nick saying, guys, Barno's down. <laughs> I just remember hearing that. So that was like a thing for, for a while was Barno's down, yeah. you know. Yeah. And then uh, what was the <laughs> Carl's Jr. <laughs> yeah. Carl's Jr. Yeah. Hardy's. Uh, so out, out west, Carl's Jr.'s is Hardy's. the same as Hardy's, gotcha, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. And uh, we were out there, and, and there was a Carl's Jr. right down from where we were staying at our hotel and uh randy kept calling it a hardy's <laughs> and he was he was talking to somebody on the phone i think or talking to one of us or something but anyway he got to got talking about this hardy's and how he was you know right down there past the hardy's well he was down there at the hardy's and he kept saying hardy's over and over again and every time he'd say it nick would be in the back behind him going <clears throat> carl's jr <laughs> carl's jr <laughs> and then finally Finally, Nick was just like, it's Carl's Jr., dang it. (laughs) It's the funniest thing, though, man. And Uh, even the early days were like, I mean, with traveling with Greg Blaylock, even though he wasn't there for very long, man. Oh, hilarious. Anybody knows Greg. He is one of the funniest. And naturally, like, he's just funny. He can't can't help it. He was born that way. And he, uh, which he's the grandson of, of Billy Powers, who was the singing bus driver for Flat and Scruggs. Oh, okay. And uh, so that's awesome, you know. I mean, his his grandfather was a piece of history, got to play Carnegie Hall with Flat and Scruggs. Wow. But uh, uh, he was killed in a, a, a vehicle accident when they were on their way to a, a contest one morning, and it was real foggy out, and uh, they was going past a truck stop, and they didn't see that a truck had been stopped, and, you know, they ended up mm. hitting it. But, uh, um. Anyway, he we took him up. One of the first things that he did with us was uh, we took him up to Boston and played the Joe Val Bluegrass Festival up there in Boston. And uh, <laughs> the very first time that uh, 
that we were up there on stage and stuff, I said, uh, I had a tune or something. I can't remember what it was. But anyway, I said, hey, Greg, talk to the folks for a little bit. And I'm not even kidding you. The first thing out of his mouth when he walks up to the to the mic, he looks at everybody, he smiles real big, and he says, this is my real voice. <laughs> but the thing is, that's how he talks. You know, he's the most country person I've ever heard in my life. You know, I mean, I know people that are raised in Dixon, Tennessee, where he's from. They don't sound like that. <laughs> I don't know where his came from, but my goodness. He is more country than Cornbread ever thought about being. So, but I mean, the moment he said that, that place just erupted, and they loved him ever since. You know, oh, ever, ever, ever. There was another joke that he told, and I couldn't even, for the life of me, remember it. But it had us to where we couldn't do the show. We were all laughing so hard. The audience was laughing like the show was just stopped. He brought it to a screeching halt. <laughs> but it, yeah, great times. Yeah. Oh man. Lots of great times. Well, that's what bluegrass music's all about. That's Bring right. Friends and family having a good time, and uh, music just unites everybody, especially bluegrass. Something about the power of bluegrass music. It does. So, that's right. <laughs> that's for sure. Well, Jason, thanks again for being here. Yeah, appreciate it, guys. Sorry to bring you into these shenanigans, <laughs> but uh, appreciate your stories, your insight, and um, uh, we love having you as a friend and really appreciate you. So, well, you guys, we're going to finish off the show tonight and thank you for joining us we really appreciate you being here on the hometown bluegrass show presented by allen music shop thanks so much everybody we'll see you next time thanks y'all see you been a Bats Creative Audio production.